welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. This is uh, Governor Scott Walker talking to you here. No, it's not. No, no it's no, not. It's you not. don't have the right accent for it. You know, this is no. this is uh, well. What what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna call out the National Guard, and we're we're thinking about really getting getting to the people uh, through their wallets. We're gonna get them out there and yeah. What the, what the hell is he talking? You, you, all you would need to do to do a good Scott Walker impression is you have to do. You got the nasal thing down, but you got to add Wisconsin in there a lot. Oh, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, when when I was in Milwaukee, he's from the well. He used to work in Milwaukee, but he's he and he lives in Wauwatosa, which is what near Milwaukee. I think so. Somewhere but around he over there. has to be from up north, Wisconsin. You think so? I mean, did, I don't know. Look, I've been as a state employee, I've been following the man's career with great interest uh, and i've seen all of his camp not all of it but a lot of his campaign speeches and most notably his state of the state speech in which he the good people of this state no i i, I wish i can't remember the example but there was uh, i can't even remember but like okay for example uh if somebody wanted to say uh by the way i'm jeremy Hi, I'm Eric. There we go. If I wanted to say, I didn't go to the store, that would be proper enunciation. But he has a tendency to be like, I didn't go to the store. Like kind of like really like shorten some of the words. Mm. So instead of saying, I didn't go to the store, it'd be like, I didn't go to the store. I didn't go to the store. I didn't go to the store. Didn't, didn't. Didn't, oh, kind like of that, Now that's maybe a bad example. Now when I watched the Dinty State Morris of the States, I had to rewind two or three different times because there was... A certain phrase or word that he kept saying that just sounded like he was just munging all the the syllables together, all the words together, and kind of creating. He never went to college. He didn't ever learn. (laughs) He did go to college, and then his big thing is that he says Wisconsin, which just Wisconsin and Wisconsin are the two things that bug me. It's Wisconsin, just Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin. Ugh, just ugh. And every time he says it, great state of Wisconsin. Ugh, it just drives me. Bat crap crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, Anyways, no, that's, so that's this crazy. is like this is this is like an emergency uh, uh, gathering of the podcast, right? Yeah, like an emergency, emergency session, emergency cast. Because we've been out for the last like three weeks or so, oh, or four yeah. weeks or something like that. I think I was sick, and then I don't know, I don't know what's been going on. But then this whole protest thing broke out, and you've been down there. I've been embroiled in that a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, exercising shrimps. my democratic. My democratic rights. This is what democracy looks like. Yeah, man, chanting and man, I want to get a drum, but I just don't want to carry it around with me. I can't. I, this is my voice from chanting so much. Oh yeah. This is what you're not even a private like. employee. You're not even covered by a union. Oh, but my sister's stands to lose her job, and I, 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 it all goes. It's so much going back. To, it goes back to the money. I mean, hello. Of it's course. all about the money. It, well, no, it, it's follow. You know the what? Money. It's not actually. Yes, it is. It's not about the money. It's about the power. It's about the power. Okay, well, and yeah, because and maybe power begets and money. I don't know. If, and did, more money did I lay power. this? Did I lay this out? Uh, my theory about that is that I think I've laid it out. I mean, my God, how many times have we been podcasting? Um, money becomes kind of n- not. Uh, I started that wrong. There's so much money that can be made by certain families, and there's so much old money that's already washed 
you know, going down the river with those families. Sure. That making a ton more money is not even, doesn't make any difference to them anymore. You know what I mean? So it becomes not about making too much, a lot more money. It becomes about acquiring that power. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you ever see Wall Street? Is that a fairly new one? Or no, well, there was Wall Street Two: Money Never Sleeps, with Shia LaBeouf. But no, Wall Street is a movie from like 1985 with Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah. Um, wait a minute. And Michael Douglas was he? Well, he had his fame. Greed is good. That was his famous quote. That was the remake. No, that was the original. I thought Michael Douglas was in the. the he was remake. well. He was in both. He's, oh, okay. he's He's Gordon Gecko. He's the central character of both Wall Street films. No, I saw uh, uh, Barbarians at the Gate. All right. Which is kind of a corporate takeover of Keebler snacks <laughs> cigarettes or something. Keebler cigarettes. Yeah, those elves they were, smoking they them were, cigarettes. Yeah, no, I believe it. Owned, oh, of course, yeah. And then, Who owns Oscar Mayer? It was, is it? Re- Philip, Philip, Jenner, Philip Morris, General right. And, Reynolds, oh, my God. And when I, General so, Reynolds. I'm going to get back to the Wall Street thing, but when I worked at, I worked briefly at uh, Oscar Mayer in a contracting capacity, and they were owned by Philip Morris, and they were one of the last places in Madison that had a smoking and a non-smoking break room. And inside the smoking break room, they had a cigarette machine just loaded up with Marlboros and I think Winston's too, because I think those are all owned by Philip Morris. Wow. It was a, it was, it was like stepping back in time, and actually, it was even more, more stepping back in time because there was a union shop. So you had all these people that had their it's eleven forty five, you know, like the I don't think they actually had a horn, like but the it, Fred Flintstone right. thing. But I, it was like that because at eleven forty five, you'd see yeah, all these guys, all these time for a smoky break too. All these guys with their uh, hard hats, and they all had like white vests because they're working with all this meat and stuff, and they'd all just kind of trudge down to the to the to the break room, get their lunch, smoke their cigarettes, eat their lunch, and forty five minutes, and then. On the dot, everybody would get up and then head back to the, head back to the floor. Uh, yeah, but I mean that, and that was, it was a while ago. But at the time, you couldn't smoke anywhere in Madison in in a in a business format, right? You could still smoke at bars and restaurants, but you know there was not a workplace in Madison you could smoke at. That was just an aside. Smoking R.J. Reynolds. Anyways. Uh, Wall Street. I mean, one of the one of the main theses there is in both movies. Although the second movie is not good at all, it's, it's poorly constructed. But you mean the the remake? It's not a remake. It's a sequel. Oh, and it, and it, it it's kind of a clever idea. So in nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty five, they made Wall Street, and it kind of mirrors Ronald Reagan's trickle down economics and everything. And you kind of watch their investments and how they do it. Uh, in 1985 and it's kind of interesting I, I never saw the movie until just recently because like well the second movie came I was like I want to watch both of these movies because I know that Wall Street's a classic film it's quoted all the time so I want to watch that and then I want to watch the second one because it's also done by Oliver Stone and so the first one mirrors 1985 policies politics and, and economics and then the newer one follows the whole crash of Wall Street and then the whole bank and like AIG and all that sort of stuff going down. Oh, it's that and, recent. And, and sets the movie in there. And it shows people making money up until the time that those banks crash 
you see those people losing their money. You see people kind of hanging themselves. Well, literally hanging themselves, killing themselves because they're, they've had this multi-million dollar company and overnight because all the securities failed and whatnot, their businesses go under and they're not worth any money and whatever. That's just kind of like a side plot. And, and just the whole movie kind of takes place in two different economic economically historic time frames. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. But the central thesis is like you always there's a character in each one of the movies that goes to somebody who's making a lot of money and says, When is it enough? When is it enough money? And the guy's like A trillion. No, he doesn't have a number. There's not a number. I don't remember the exact answer, oh, but like when when you have power, when you it when when you uh when you have everything. Yeah. When you have it, it all. And then you transfer over to power and start going after that power. I think that's what happened with the Bush boys. There's so much money in that family, they're like, we don't need to make any more money. Let's go for power. I think that's happened with a lot of... You I know... Think, I think that was actually kind of the inception of... Well, no, I mean, there might be the knight in shining armor thing where it's like... The the king was was crowned because he was he he fought in the oh, in the battle yeah. and and like killed the decisive you right. know op- opposing general that and then he was crowned king. But I think actually, I mean, I don't know much about history, but um, I would especially not going that bad. That I far. would I would conjecture that uh, there have been monarchies and patriarchies that have been set up uh, based on the the king or queen having you know a ton of money having old family money that just owns tons of land and controls a lot of the population controls a lot of the commerce the industry in a particular country and well, it's just like you know what i'm going to declare myself king because i have so much power or i have so much money i'm so rich that now i i control you all because basically people that do have a lot of money do control other people because people with a lot of money, if they own a business, they can they literally control the lives of all those people, especially in a right to work state, which historically every place has been. I mean, unions are are are, are recently a new. Um, it's a nice segue, isn't it? A, a fairly new uh, invention in 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 human history uh, for for thousands and thousands of years. Everything's been a right to work state, and so it was the guy with all the money. Don't say right to work. Whatever. I'm <laughs> make, I'm using a. I'm saying it as. All right. What should I say instead? Uh, non-union. It's not Fine. been. Uh, uh, I'm I'm saying it organized. in a tongue-in-cheek sort of a wry sort of a. It's a crappy thing to be way. That's the way I'm saying it. I'm saying it sarcastically. Right okay? to work only existed after unions were formed. Well, and it's a and it's a policy of okay, not having a union, it, uh, non a, like non-organized, a, a shitty working conditions. Yeah, non-organized. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, your your job is to do this, and you need to do it for twelve hours. And yeah. I'm not going to pay. You know what? Our monetary system is in gold, but I'm not going to pay you in gold. I'm going to pay you with store credits. I, I mean, just, you've heard that, haven't yeah, you? I mean, yeah. from like the 1800s, like the mining yeah. companies. Let, I won't. I won't have my goons come and break your legs. It's not that bad, but I'm saying like the the mining company would set up a hey, store. In Italy, it was that bad. I heard for a while there. Hey Mario, I want 400 pizzas a day, and if you don't, we're gonna cut your little finger off. All right? You already see Luigi over there. He's got a missing finger too. All right? <coughs> That's what happened to him. You talk to him. That's what happened. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. You're a nice boy. Okay, you're a nice boy. I want 400 pizzas a day. I might I might give you a soda once in a while, all right? Well, I'll do that for you. You're gonna, a nice boy. He's going to give you room and board, and right. he's going to give you not enough to buy food, but he's going to lend you money so that every week right you go deeper yeah. and deeper into debt. Yeah, and if you and if you make 420 pizzas a day, you won't get the beatings at the end of One the week. One of the first major union victories was writing you know, bylaws for employees that said you're not going to pay me in company dollars or company credits. You're going to pay me wow, in cool. whatever whatever the current uh, de facto standard currency is. That's what you're going to pay me in. Wow. Interesting uh, factoid there. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I mean, he would, he would so, okay, um, the point is, though, that the, the guys that had all the money have the power. That's the, that's the key. And that, well, Until... I, until the, the the democratic system came around and the union system in the la- in terms of labor, democratic in terms of uh, uh, political, and unions in terms of labor. When was the whole meat packers thing? That was only like nineteen hundred. That was like nineteen hundred. So I mean, the democratic immigrants. system has been around since seventeen seventy six. That was immigrants. So that was that was like a that was like a blip, like a like it slid under the radar. It was, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but okay, let's. They, they hadn't the the. I don't think the Bill of Rights. I don't think the forefathers or whatever had really taken that into account. No, no, no. You but what, I, what I'm saying is that our democratic system, I think, had been around for quite a while. Yeah. Um. And and, and, and I think it was like the meat strike, meat packer strikes of of whatever year that was, the early 1900s, that really brought this whole idea of organizing and collectively bargaining to get good working conditions, five day work weeks, eight hour days, etc. Uh, uh, into the forefront, but I mean, that has that tells me that there was probably two hundred years of probably some pretty crappy oh, yeah. working standards. Oh yeah, and you probably had well, look I mean, at slavery. Even for if, God's well, sakes. let's take slavery out of the question because I think well, we can all agree that that wasn't a good thing. Okay, but I okay when and they didn't and, even get paid. Now wait a minute, they this got room is, and board. This, and is, that's true. this is a problem here too. Is that when when I said the word slavery, instantly your mind had this Uncle Tom black. The cotton picking whip. How else do you, How thing. else do you define slavery? Uh, there in the is terms right of the United now. States. Uh, well, in the United States, I would say there's there's a lot of slaves. There's probably I mean the the Mexican immigrants right now. There's probably there's white little there's girls that are slaves to to pimps that yeah, but that's not legal. Well, it's okay, com- it's completely but, in, it's it's illegal. Okay, but. Slavery yeah, was legal. Right. It was accepted. Our presidents, former, yeah, our first few presidents right. okay, had slaves. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. But okay, so when okay, so slavery was legal, legal even through demo, even though democracy had been in yeah, place. Sure. So your 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 um uh up up in armsness about you know the the meat packers uh, uh, not having democracy or what whatever your point. I'm not was. saying they didn't have democracy. I'm just saying how did it? Slip it doesn't under matter. The radar? Like you just said, like a democratic process, whatever. It it sounded to me like you said democratic process equals unionization, and I was just saying that no. For 176 years prior to the you know first unions in the United States. We had a democratic system, and it doesn't no, matter. No, I didn't say okay, anything about whatever. democratic. We'll have to go back to the tape. It doesn't matter. My, let's let's my, just move on. Let's, my not, point, let's not argue about a dead point. My point was not, and not even my point, but what I was talking about was 
once there's so much power or mm -hmm. oh, Jesus Christ, once there's so much money aggregated within a single human being or a single community, like not community, but the corporation, that corporation seeks the power and not doesn't necessarily seek it, but it has it. It has the power over the people because it has that money. And most because mostly because there was not representation by those people that could fight that money and that money that brought the power. Right, I agree with you. Okay, that's what that's the yeah. point I was trying to make. Okay, and so we needed these unions to to step in and say, "Whoa, you know what? We don't necessarily agree with this." But the the I mean, the politicians nowadays are all. I mean, then I don't know. The, the laws are being made by people that have money because money buys power and. Politics is where the power is concentrated. Money will buy you a politician, and a politician can 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 draw you up laws. I mean, if they can get it to a to a point where, if they could write, okay, so you, I mean, let's use uh, eminent domain as somehow as an example here, right? So within eminent domain, if I'm the government and I say the land that you occupy could be better served as. I want to build a hyperspace bypass Pass right through your backyard Milky Way system. and uh, you know, your land is worth a thousand dollars to you, but to the global economy, it's worth $10,000. We're going to take it. And they'll probably give you a little bit of money for your trouble or whatever and send you on your way. If here's some company money, here's some company credits, <laughs> company stores back there. Yeah. You, you can get all kinds of Winston's out of the, uh, <laughs> the machine in the back room. <laughs> we sell cigarettes and candy bars. Um, so, uh, and hairnets. if somehow a corporation could buy a politician and somehow, uh, write in some law that would say that if it's in the best interest for the com for the country to be run by oh. a large enough interest, i.e. a company that's too big to fail, then it shall be so. I mean, if maybe my verbiage isn't quite right, but I mean, if somebody could sneak that in somehow i don't see that out of the outside the realm of possibility that ne the next thing you know it and, might and even you know exist what? and you know what it wouldn't even be like a gm or uh, an insurance company it would be like some some company you've never heard of like cock brothers like the coke brothers like before a month or two ago never heard now, of them for the most part before a, a week ago most people in Wisconsin hadn't heard of who the Koch brothers were. Nope. I hadn't heard of who the Koch brothers were uh, prior to like maybe a couple of months ago. And I was listening to the radio and they kept talking about the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers, and they buy this and they do that. They're just these guys with, like you say, old money that's just been passed down generation after generation that's just been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they just, I don't, they just, I don't know what they do. I think they just buy things, right? Mm -hmm. And so the people that would end up owning the country based on that crazy law that we just talked about being passed wouldn't be a manufacturing or somebody that actually produces something or creates something for this economy or for people. It'd just be like some money laundering, interest raising. Why would there have to be a law like that? It's already happening. There's already, I mean, what are they doing? They financed, well, no, I am they with financed you. Walker's campaign. Walker is was is creating a pop a, a poppy show poppycock show a, a punch and judy show a, a sidebar show about this union busting thing where people are all up in arms about but as far as i'm concerned what it's really about is that little rider in the bill that says 
uh, the governor shall have the right to sell off the power plants at a no bid contract if it if it stands to to fill the deficit hole or whatever the hell it is and that's exactly what's going to happen now the Koch brothers turn around and say oh we don't have any interest Coke. we don't want anything to do Coke. with that it's like dudes of course uh, they do they have they've got uh, i mean it's, they've got energy but they've actually come out and said in the that north they don't of Wisconsin. that they have not, no designs right. on they say on, that but they do of course they do yeah. and that's exactly what's going on here so i mean what you just said it doesn't have to have a law to 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 make it legal or viable of an idea it's already going on but what i'm saying is as of today there is a middleman between the corporation and the public and now you're gonna tell me who that that is with the politician right so i mean come on a politician is a person just like you or me uh and 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 perhaps you know i believe somewhere in scott walker there, he's got his baby project, his pet project. I don't know what it is, but he's got his pet project that he believes like if he can get whatever this project is done, it will benefit Wisconsin. And uh, the Koch brothers or and and the, I mean honestly, the Koch brothers gave forty three thousand dollars to Walker's election. So it's not like he bought they bought a governor because there are some laws in place for that. But they were a major contribution to it. A million dollars. They gave a million dollars to the Republican Governors Association, which can go to all Republican governors. Yes. And and I'm not defending the guy, but what I'm just trying to say is um, I don't believe that anybody is completely evil. Right. And so he's got, I don't know what his idea is, but he's got an idea and the, co- the, the they've gotten to him and they said, well, we're going to we're going to support you. We're going to do ads for you. We're going to set up some packs for you and we're going to get you some money. But here's what we need you to do. We need you to soften up collective bargaining. And I'll tell you why, because it's going to let you do your job a lot. better. And then there's some spin story in there about how this is going to help Wisconsin's economy, because if we get rid of collective bargaining, we're going to be able to outsource maybe some more uh, state jobs to private sector. And if we do that, that's going to because his whole goal has been that he's going to create, what, 2,500 jobs in two years or four years or whatever, you know? Well... And privatizing the uh, the education system, privatizing the the energy. I don't think that's his goal, but I think that's those. That's all going to create a ton of jobs. Yeah, you know, and it's going to generate a lot of revenue for a lot of corporations. Is it going to create net new jobs or just net new private sector jobs? Because um, you already got public sector people doing these jobs. By right. replacing a public sector person with a private sector person, you're not creating a net new. You're actually job. Gonna, it's probably going to get well. It'll either stay the same or... No, you could probably produce more because you're going to charge... You're going to be charging the people directly and getting getting more pay than than what the state workers get. And and that no. pay is going to be coming directly from the people. No. No, because here's... I mean, look at... Look at... Sure, sure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so right now, a private... A, a, a teacher gets $40,000 a year, Right. That forty thousand dollars a year comes from the government, which gets who gets it from the tax base, right? right? Property that teacher, taxes and that whatnot. teacher, all of a sudden, the the, I mean, this is ridiculous, but the governor says, you know what, this pri- this this public school thing, it's not working so much. Uh, they've set up some private schools. We're gonna we're gonna it's this charter school thing. 
I we're going yeah. to try privatizing school. That teacher is going to say, well, all right, go to the private sector. Go to the private sector. Now you got the people still paying taxes to the government to support the war and you know the police or whatever else. Of course, they're probably going to get privatized too. But that teacher is like, well, I'm going to go in the private sector. Now the teacher works for a corporation. And the corporation needs the most profits, right? Right. So it charges it 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 charges admission. It cuts down on on wasteful stuff, whatever. I mean, I I've heard the what stories. Wasteful stuff what wasteful stuff is in school know. these days? What wasteful stuff? Music. Yeah. Well, right. Gym, right. Right. Art, science. I, I look. You learn the facts. Learn how to be. You know what? We don't need any of this bullshit uh, extracurricular activities. You need to learn to be a nurse. Hang on a second. We hang need healthcare, and we yeah, yeah, yeah. need to hang learn on, how to on. build cars. Yeah. I mean, so when when this whole bill vocational when schools. this whole bill kind of hit the hit the hit the capital, say uh, last Tuesday, um, they did those hotel, those testimonials right in the capital, and the hike actually your sister got to do one, and they broadcast those on a website, and the whole day at work, like nobody at work was really concerned about this or really could care about this very much Jeez. i don't know why but i'm sitting there in my cube i've got my headphones on and i'm listening to testimony after testimony after testimony and a lot of it is teachers and they're you know they're talking about like you know they're talking about they're buying the pencils they're buying the paper they're uh highlights magazine uh or or some of the other uh, i don't know when i went to school i can't remember what the publication was but it was like this four page color thing that had like news for kids right and in the back and that's where i originally found tintin tintin may have been like a four panel strip in it or something like in that. one of those in one of those highlighters or something but, yeah but one of the persons was like turtle time i make forty two thousand dollars a year the school cut my budget for publications i buy this publications for my students i buy 25 copies every two months and i bring it in and i distribute it to the students i gotta buy all this stuff and now i gotta take this pay cut i mean as far as I can see, you know, we the the story that's being trumped through the news is like teachers that make hundred thousand dollars and teachers that have tenure. That I mean, the Waiting for Superman movie, which I haven't seen, Mike did a lot of damage to, me, yeah. to the whole teacher's reputation, and I'm very interested. I really should see it myself. I, I just let's have a screening of it. I mean, it just, it feels, because now that's what... Order it. That's what the Republicans kind of like put in your face when you talk about like, well, the teachers, you know, they make a, oh, waiting for Superman. You got to see waiting for Superman. The teachers really aren't that smart to begin with. And it's like every teacher that's out there has a master's degree. But now take it a step further. Every teacher that's out there has a master's degree. Does Jody have a master's degree? Yeah. She went back to college to get a master's degree to go get teach. Now, she went to go get a master's degree to make, I don't know what she makes, but I'm assuming, let's just say $35,000 a year. She's not a full-time teacher, so she probably actually makes less than that. Let's say a full-time teacher with a master's degree makes $40,000 a year. How much money does it take to get a master's degree? It takes a lot of money. So when you're 18 years old and you're entering into the school system, the college system, and you're looking at your options as like engineer, accountant, teacher, whatever... It takes a special type of person to say, you know what? No. I mean, yeah. And it's quantifiable because but. recent studies have shown that people entering the teaching um, tracks have dropped 40% within the last 10 yeah. years. And it's going to continue dropping mm-hmm. because all these people see is that teachers make less money 
than public sector equivalents with master's degree. But private what, you, sector. what you have to keep and, in mind... On, and whenever the government comes up with a shortfall, they say, schools, cut your budgets. Schools, cut your budgets. And then you see teachers getting laid off left and right. So who the hell would want to spend all that time and all that money to get into a profession where you're like, What I you can't- have to keep in mind is that I would just about guarantee that 90% of the teachers did not go into college saying, I'm going to be a teacher. They wanted to be a seismologist or a geologist no. or an archaeologist or Maybe. or a, or an oceanographer or a marine biologist, and and they were like they they got halfway through and they're like, wow, there's no jobs in that. It's you know what, I I don't want to fly around the world like I thought I did. I met this girl now. I want to settle down back in my hometown. I'll just live a small country life and I'll uh, be a teacher. Hey, you know, I, I remember that teacher of mine. He had a lot of impact on me. I'll just be a teacher. I think a lot of people have these no, huge no, dreams no, 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 and then fall back on, you know what? I I'm You gonna... can't get a master's in entomology and then go become no, an elementary but, school teacher. Okay, you have but, to go back to school for a couple more years okay, to fine. get all the certifications. Whatever. But I, my point is, is that, fine, you go through four years of something and you're like, wow, now I got this degree. What the hell am I going to do? Eight years. It's a master's. It's not a bachelor's. No, master's is only six. two more. Yeah. So six, six to more. eight, depending so on what I, you do. I, seriously, there's not any teachers that only have bachelor's. I think you'd be surprised. I think there's teachers that have ma- just bachelor's degrees. I'm pretty sure there's not, but you know, I could be wrong. Yeah, you've never been wrong before, I don't think. <laughs> Whatever. I'm pretty sure if just you're going to do uh, elementary or high school Just hurry up and make some more pizzas education. or we're going to cut your fingers off day, Mario, huh? The only difference is that I that I have witnessed is that if you want to teach like associate's level college, you need a bachelor's degree. And if you want to teach bachelor's level college, you need to have a master's degree. Uh, well, now there you're going. Of I'm course, pretty- if you want to teach uh, bachelor's level college, but if you just want to be a middle school teacher for Christ, you need a, a master's? We, we know a teacher. We could ask her, but she went back for her master's, yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm... And, but now, what did she have her bachelor's in? English. Holy crap. Now, there's another thought on the table is that as fewer and fewer teachers, as there are fewer and fewer teachers that enter into uh, the profession based on what we just talked about, what are they going to do? And one thought is lower the requirements to what being a teacher would be, mm. allowing more bachelors or associates or whatever it, into the system to be lower educated people to be educators. Heard a very, I, I heard a very interesting um, take on all this. I don't And how does that affect our future? That's just terrible for our future. I don't recall the um it'll probably come to me at some point where I heard it from. It was probably one of my one of my uh, customers. Um the computer. The computer. The computer. Mm-hmm. They're 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 going to get computers. Who's going to get computers? The school system. And they are going to put computers on every desk. Okay. And there's going to be a lot more internet learning. Like like online, just and who said this? Uh, I think it was a teacher that, that came into the store, and we talked for uh, at length about this. I can't. I don't have any sources. Think about it, though. I mean, even when you were going to high school, computers were like, oh, go to the computer lab, computer yep, lab, computer lab, and that was fifteen, twenty freaking years ago, right? I'm not going to argue with you. I, I think it. I should. I think we should have had computers on every desk then, but. I don't see the money being available 
today. To oh my God, computers? Come on, they're so gosh darn cheap nowadays. Teachers have to buy Highlights Magazine for their students, and that's probably like 40 bucks. Okay, but <laughs> no, 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 no. If, okay, this maybe this goes back to the privatizing of the school then. Because if you privatize those schools, those those big corporations well, that run like the, school sponsored that, by HP, it prob- why the hell not? And then if HP's got a problem with how George Washington was portrayed on the Potomac, they'll be like, "Don't teach that." You know what? Oh my god, that's just awful. It's the corporate environment. It's money talks, man. And look, and, I'm with you. I, I I agree that that's not out of the realm of possibility. And so it's going to be, computer- but I think that's dangerous so and detrimental to well, our society. Oh, and what is not? What is not dangerous and detrimental? I mean, is is uh, busting unions? Is is one uh, percent um, of the population controlling eighty percent of the wealth? Not dangerous. I mean this the, the this whole capitalistic uh, I am just I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that's that's not happening now. And if it happens, it's that's dangerous. Oh Jesus. We that's, should, that's all. We I'm, should move to Iceland. Yeah. It's dangerous. They don't teach anything. Oh, we there. should stop it then. Just, just go stop fishing. it. You should you should you should make a sign and go down there and practice. Just, this is a dangerous this is dangerous. It's a dangerous precedent. It's terrible precedences. This is dangerous. We should just stop this. What it, are we doing? Look, it's disappointing and, and dangerous and disappointing. And, Scott Walker, what you're doing is dangerous and disappointing. We should just you should Are you making fun of me? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I'm glad you can take it with a grain of we garlic. We are at a war turning point in history. If you're not with us, you're against us. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Is this the fun part of the show? This is the fun part okay. of the show. I'm, I've got a really, my voice okay. is really, I, I sound like. Um, this is not the fun part of the show. This is a turning point in history because whatever happens here sets the precedence for everything going forward. If this bill gets passed and if this union gets crushed, every other union in the country is going to also follow suit. If you look at the news right now, not only is Wisconsin fighting for its public sector um, uh, collective bargaining rights, there's 11 other states also in the nation that aren't making the news. No, Ohio is already... Laws. There's 11 other states, yeah, I know. I not just Ohio, there's 11 other states that are on the plate. Yeah. Not to mention the already, what is it, 29 or 26 states that don't allow collective bargaining for their public employees that are right-to-work states. Those are already off the table. So if Wisconsin falls, these other 11 states are going to fall, and that's going to open the door for every other Republican governor to come in and be like, meh. We've already set the precedent that you can protest all you want. We've got the power. We've got everything on our side, and we're just going to let it happen. And what does that mean? What that means is that the union is dead, and the public sec- the private sector, and I know there's only like 6% of working people in the private sector that have a union, those are gone. Those will, be, those will fall in a year, two years, three years after this whole thing falls because they just won't have any sort of power left. And what that means is the major contributing people behind Democrats are unions in general. Now, Democrats... Right, can I speak? Have, I, I, no, it's I'll, my turn. I'm uh, sorry. I'm on my soapbox. Democrats will no longer have a major source of funding, so they'll be completely out of power. And what you'll well, have was, is was, you'll just have major billionaire companies because of these laws that have been passed and saying corporations are people and they're going to give all of this money to these politicians and it's going to be nothing but... Republicans coming in, and that's I was going to explain that a little bit further. And what happens then? 
I'm still on my soapbox. I'm sorry because no, this okay. is this is this is on my mind because and a lot of people at my work don't get it. And it drives me nuts because what did the unions give you? Five day work weeks. They gave you the forty hour work week. No uh, kids. They gave you work. health insurance yeah. if you work for a company. All of those things yep. start eroding, and they start work. Oh, oh, times are tough. You have two weeks vacation. We're going to have to back that up to a week and a half. Oh, you have five days sick day. We're going to have to back that up to three. Yeah. Ah, we're going to need oh, you to you start working. Oh, you pay 6% of your health insurance? You're going to have to pay seven, We're going to need eight, you to come ten. in half Saturday. I mean, this is, and, it's, and you're going to be expected to work more for less. And it's not going to be just in this public sector. It's going to be in, uh, not the, uh, it's not going to be just in the pri- public sector. It's going to be in the private sector as well. Well, and that's that. that's what people need to see, and it's just gonna it's just gonna get worse and worse. We're gonna make less and less, and they're gonna make more and more. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down then, to slavery. Okay, but then now they just what is what slavery. is their ultimate agenda? Power, money, and power. Money and power. What I was gonna explain a little bit was um, it, it was exactly what you said, but I was just gonna like explain it a little more about how in in the in the last presidential presidential election. Of the top ten campaign uh, contributors, seven of them were Republican corporate interests, and three of them were unions. Mm-hmm. And so, if yeah, if this thing goes through, the unions fall. Literally, the top ten contributing uh, entities to political to presidential camp. There's not going to be any any Democratic president ever again. I mean, that's it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a republicarchy. Republic. <laughs> the, the, there will be no there. There won't be any Democrats. Period. Right. Across this entire country. Uh, well, and no. I mean, that's, actually, actually, the majority of the people will be Democrats, but they won't have enough power because they can't organize. Right. To to get, and they don't have enough money. Oh my God! It's you know what though? Now wait a minute. Now now that actually. Maybe this has to happen. Maybe it has to come full circle because then, when the when the vote comes around again, the majority of the actual individual people, because there is enough media communication in this country and it's not corrupt enough, where those people are going to say, you know what, we're finally seeing them through this bullshit. That's, I mean, that could and they're going to go up there and they don't care how much money those goddamn Republicans spend. They're gonna say, but that's what I'm saying. Out, out. That's what I'm saying. It's is gonna be a complete turnover of that garden, and some new shit's gonna grow. And that's what I'm saying. As I feel that this thing here in Madison, this whole thing, that this determines what happens next. And if if it fails, and if if it loses, and the people are just kind of like, oh, we lost, and they kind of go their own separate ways and kind of hang their head. We're going to go through 10, 20 years of just like uh, grinding, grinding and losing our rights. But if they win, that might hopefully wake some people up and let them do their own research and not watch the Fox News or even the MSNBC News, not watch any of that crap and go do some of their own research. And when it comes time for elections, not just presidential, but the local elections, Pay attention. Read what they're about. What are they going to do to you? How is this going to affect you? What rights are they proposing to take away from you? What rights are they proposing to extend to you? You know, that's what we don't have right now. We've become very 
laissez-faire is that the right word very like well you know yeah say la vie it's biting us in our ass well i've actually come up with this concept before that and i mean that's what the concept is is it's the two-party system and that's why it kind of works is because exactly what you just described it's like 20 years of grinding grinding it it goes because you have the right and the left the republicans and the democrats whatever you want to call them conservatives and and non-conservatives and it it kind of goes it it lee it it's a balance it's like the sun it goes around you know it 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 it, it, it's like high pressure system low pressure system when there's high pressure over here and low pressure over here the high pressure squirts into the low pressure and that's what happens with the two-party system it's like the, the the right wings get in and they say oh we have to be conservative and fiscal responsibility and cut no. taxes and give money to the rich people and that doesn't happen and then like that. and so like 20 years of that goes by and people get fed up and they're like you know what we need to. We need. We're no. going too far that way. It Let's does, no. balance it out. Look through history. Really? Look, look through the last. I mean, the Democratic Republican Party system. I don't know. We had Reagan. Oh, stop! Stop for a second. And then we had is well, relatively well, new because I mean, a hundred years ago there weren't Republicans and Democrats, and actually, well, I think there were actually a hundred years ago, and Repub- Republicans and Democrats were completely flip flopped a hundred years ago. Yeah. But blah blah blah, all that sort of thing. But if you look at the last forty years. I mean, it's been mostly Republican-leaning. I mean, yeah, we had eight years of Clinton, but you had a completely Republican-controlled Senate and Congress. And then for Bush, the majority of the years, you had Republican president, uh, Congress, and Senate. Only for two years did you have mostly Democrats. And now with Obama, you had like a couple of years, no, like one year, with a completely Democratic-controlled government. And now it's it's swinging back towards the Republicans. But it's not an even split. It's more favored towards Republicans. And I don't know why that is. Because of the money. Because yeah. of the money and the money seeks the power. Yeah. And there's a lot of old money. That old money wants to hang on to its old money. And therefore it creates the laws that, that are favorable towards the corporations. And that's why and you tax see. tax breaks. And this is the thing that just drives me crazy is like. And if they can hold out of that money, they can they can keep in power is the whole estate tax thing. I mean, here is a oh, law yeah, yeah. that won't affect 90% of us. It's you and me, for sure, it will never touch our bloodline, right? Right. Well, it starts at like $5 million right. or something, doesn't but it? But yet, there will be people who make $35,000 a year who will would, would like march up to you and just say, the death tax you don't you want to be you're taxed in life you're taxed on your house you want to be taxed in death and it's like do you read you don't yeah. make you don't make that you will never be affected yeah. by and this even, this is only even, for people that make lots of money that want to even keep their lots of money even if your dad was 95 years old and on his deathbed and he bought a lottery ticket and won five million dollars so if they took a million of it away, you still have four. Would that, would that really <laughs> affect you that heavily? I know, and that's. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I just. I guess you know. It, the thing is, is like you look at, at a lot of these people that that are on the right and that are that are fighting for um, upping the estate tax or getting rid of the estate tax or are for don't tax the rich. Why would you tax the rich? They're the people that make the jobs and blah 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 um 
and you kind of look at them like you're misguided, you're brainwashed, you've been you've been reading the wrong things, like you don't quite understand it. But you, ha- I mean, from their perspective, as they look at you while you're saying that, they might be like, "You liberal whack job, don't you understand?" I mean, does that make any sense? I mean, they have to be looking at you as if you're yep. as equally crazy as you are looking at them saying. Yeah what you want to you want so i mean basically especially now what's with what's with what's happening in wisconsin and these other 11 well look states. at the indians and the settlers sure but what, with what's happening right now is we just passed federal law that says uh we're going to lower taxes on we're going to keep the, the lower taxes for the rich people so they pay less taxes great woohoo and uh, we we got a marginally small tax break as well in the middle class and 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 in the lower classes as well we did mm, marginal my taxes went up eight percent well you were a private owner of a business well no i was talking about my my house tax well well that no no no, no. i'm talking about I'm talking about federal taxes i'm not talking about oh. property taxes because you got a marginal tax break on your federal taxes but yes your property taxes went up right and if you're a state employee like myself, you're seeing that you, you're, you're now contributing more towards a pension and you're contributing more towards your health care. That's also an increase, a, a decrease of your salary. So almost a tax, another tax, because that money goes back to the government. So, and, and yet there you are people- You don't have to sell me on this. I know, I'm not trying to sell you, but I'm just, there are people that I work with that are like, Yes, those people that make millions of dollars, they should pay less taxes because they are the job creators. Really? But, the, I mean, when you say, well, what about us that we're paying they, more? Well, if you look comparatively at people in the private sector, uh, you know, they do pay more for their insurance than we do. So, you know, it's only fair that, that maybe we pay a little bit more. And it's like... Not anymore. Ah! Uh, uh, there was a there was a graphic that I saw that said, um, "You're fighting it, against your own best interest." The like in the war years, like 1945, whatever. The the top five percent wage earners, like the, you know, million the people that got a million dollars a year, which there weren't that many back then, but they paid like ninety percent tax. Sure. And now they pay like thirty. I think when Reagan came in, they were paying seventy percent, and then. Uh, he brought it down to like 30 or something. And know. they wonder why the deficit is like going absolutely through the roof. That was probably trillions of dollars a year that they threw away. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, these numbers are there. Right. I know. I'm with you. I just don't understand how people can. Wow. I, I, I mean, it's logic. Well, you know what? You know what it is? You know what it is? I know what it is. It's religion. What? It's religion. Because they start they start uh, shouting about the godless people that believe in abortion, and we should we should save the unborn babies at any cost. So I don't care if they cut but kick all, them off Badger Care. They well no the unborn that's babies are more important though. That's the a, unborn babies. The baby that's born afterwards that could get onto Wisconsin's Badger that's Care. That's fine. Once it's born, which is a Medicaid he had, program. He had the wonderful he had the experience off. of life. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. He had the wonderful experience of being born now. 
Now get a yeah. job. But oh, but now this girl <laughs> is sixteen and got raped by her father. Oh, but that, that baby. Every life is precious. God made that baby happen, and it's going to be a wonderful. It's going to be deformed and ugly, but it's going to be God's deformed and ugly baby. Yes. And as soon as it comes out, good lord, you're not getting any money for help on that. And and I think um, part what are you of thinking getting raped like that. Part of this should be more crazy thing is that. Uh, the a lot of that old money, a lot of the very right conservative religious people, uh, they're kind of they're kind of losing their way with with the old religions, with the, with the Catholicism, whatever. And I think this country, and I've said this before too, in this country, the capitalistic system has taken over religion. Capitalism is the new religion, and money is the new god. And so these these Republican these rich Republicans are like oh, they worship money, they really do, and along with that money, then then becomes then buys power, and so they have that kind of money and power, and they feel like they can do no wrong because they are on the side of the money, which is the religion and the God that is that is that money. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe, but I think that's a little extreme. And here's why. It is a little extreme. Here's why. Because, I mean, like, it's kind of a weird concept. I don't know exactly what the governor of Wisconsin makes, but it's, I mean, it's it's hundred thousand dollars a year, probably more. Let's, for the sake of argument, let's say that 140. it's one forty. I would. All right, sure. Mm, I th- uh, uh, actually, actually, I used to know this, and the funny thing was, uh, there was a state where, because this was all public information, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, there was a uh, an employee. He was a doctor for Department of Corrections who actually made like ten thousand dollars a year more than the uh, than Governor Doyle did. Uh, so anyway, blah blah blah. Anyways, I think I think it's like one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year that the governor makes. Now that's that's. That's a healthy salary, but it's not rich. You're not buying Rolls Royces and putting uh, swimming pools in the middle of them. That's that's a comfortable living. Don't get me wrong. But the people like David Koch and his brother, those guys have billions of dollars. Those guys wipe their asses with $1,000 bills that they had specially minted for their asses, right? So... Yeah, while it's a, I don't, it, there's a money aspect into it, but I think for the Republican politicians, I think it's more about, I think it's about power. And I think it's about the promise of what could be. Maybe, and here's, here's another theory that's kind of floating around. If Scott Walker can make himself, make a name for himself in Wisconsin as some guy who comes into Madison and says, these unions are done, this tax is going up. These people are going to pay more for this. I stood up to them. I want to be your president because I will do the same thing as your president. And there's a lot of people that are theorizing that if he can make his stand here and make this thing happen, he could be Republican presidential candidate fodder. And the president only makes like maybe 280, 300,000 tops. I mean, he, the president isn't rich. I mean, after he gets done and gets book deals and, and speaking engagements, oh, then on. he's rich. There is not a president that has stepped into office that wasn't worth millions of dollars. Don't fool yourself. Abraham Lincoln. Booyah. Gotcha. George Washington. Those guys weren't millionaires. 
Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer. He probably had the bit of a stage. Whatever. Cash. I'm just saying they're not like stupid rich. Yes, <clears throat> most, if not all, presidents that have become elected have had have money. Been stupid but they haven't been stupid rich. Bill Clinton wasn't Bush. stupid rich. Uh, he had millions. He wasn't stupid rich. He had millions. Don't fool yourself. Okay. Huh? Might not have been old millions, but he was a pretty, pretty slick dealer. He knew what he was. Ford, I don't know what Ford had. I don't know. Carter? A peanut, peanut, peanut million, farmer, yeah, million, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think there's... John F. Kennedy was probably rich. He was definitely rich. Right, right. Bush, don't even go there. Well, yeah, Bush, he doesn't count. Reagan? Eh. Reagan, he was an actor. No, he was an actor. Yeah, he probably didn't have millions. But... He was like the president of the Screen Actors Guild, too, which is Yeah, but he had unit. a big ranch. So, I mean, he probably had... He had oh, Reagan had money. And his wife was a, a, a movie starlet. Yeah. So they, they, had, they had money, no, don't give me a, yes. And Obama, well, he's he's millions. There's millions there. I guarantee it. He's he's amassed a pretty good fortune before he stepped into you that think office. He had a fortune. Not well. What he could. He, had, he wasn't he making twenty k. No, he, he had was a million probably, dollars. I guarantee. Yeah, he had a okay, dollars. maybe he had a million bucks yeah. in his bank account, but but still, I, I mean, when you look at okay, so. What do you? Uh, Whatever. A million dollars is a lot of money to you and me, but in the circle of the rich people, a million dollars ain't <sighs> nothing. Because rich people, it seems to me like there was a time in this country when a rich person was a guy with or a family with five to ten million dollars. That was rich. You had a mansion and a swimming pool. It seems like to me, anyways. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. Today, it sounds like a rich person is a is 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 a tenth of what they were before, and they've got a billion dollars, multiple billions of dollars. How many of those are in this country? 10, 15, I don't know. Oh, come on. There's got to be 10,000. 10,000 billionaires? Oh, yeah. Billionaires are the new millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They are, dude. No, 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 because... You can't have 500, let's just say for the sake of argument, you can't have 500 millionaires and turn those 500 millionaires into 500 billionaires without taking a hell of a lot from the middle and lower classes. Now, while we've been taken for a lot, we haven't been taken for that much. So what I would say is that there may have been 500 millionaires, but that means that probably today there's 100 billionaires. And yes, we've also been taken for a ride. There's more than that. There's 50, there's uh, Look, 10, for the sake of, do it, do it, do it per- percentage-wise. If I'm if in the eighties there was five hundred millionaires, that means that today there's a hundred billionaires. Extrapolate that however you want to, but I'm saying there's one fifth the amount of super rich people. How about that? Um, sure, but in the eighties, if there were five hundred millionaires, those five hundred millionaires uh were had been created over ten, fifteen years, but using the I mean this is a computer law. What is it, Moore's or who is the doubling law? Moore's law, but I don't think that applies to millionaires anymore. Oh, I think it applies to millionaires because between 1980... Creating new millionaires or doubling your wealth? Creating new millionaires. I don't think... I don't think... I don't think it's possible... I think it's very difficult. To create a millionaire? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, maybe nowadays. But between 1980 and 1990... I think it went gangbusters. I think it was a hundred percent increase, more than that, thousand percent increase. Yeah, but I think you'd be surprised. I and then the maybe, whole when did the dot com? I think a lot down. of those people maybe got millionaire rich off of the dot com stuff, but lost it all. I mean, I 
Look, I mean... I think there's 10,000 billionaires in this country. Okay, fine. If there's 10,000 billionaires now, there was 5,000 millionaires in in the 80s. That's all I'm saying is that there's less super rich people now that have way more money than there were super rich people 20 years ago. Does that make any sense? Well, Let's put it this way. the, The actual scale of the richness was not as high. I'll put. I'll. I'll agree with that. The amount of money, but there's less people that have more money than had before. Let's stop. Let's stop there for a second. Let's say uh, there are. Let's say that there are 100 people with with 100 pennies each. Let's talk about percentages of wealth. Can I do my analogy here? Or? Yeah, go ahead. There's 100 people with 100 pennies each. In the 80s, a uh, hundred of those. Or, yeah, my analogy is going to fall apart. But what okay. I'm saying is that those pennies have been have been have been funneled to less, fewer, and fewer people. Let's talk about percentages then. Okay, so in 1980, uh, 25% of the people controlled 90% of the wealth. Today, 5% of the people control 25. All right, that's 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 my point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm with that, and that's the truth. Put the numbers aside, but the percentages. The yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And and that's Hooray, that's that's gonna keep shrinking, shrinking 3%, until it's 2%, like one percent, one guy. You got a guy who's got I've got everything. Yeah, I won. End game. But then what does he do? Then he just starts like turning people into currency. Ooh, you're a fine specimen. You're worth more than that other guy. I don't know. It, no, but it'll never just be one guy because it's always going to be like there's. It's you know what? Then uh, the, and I th- you know what? Then oh, he this, gives like half his fortune to another. No, guy I think in order to have somebody else to compete with. I think then we get another. Then the we adversary. get another literary genius like William Shakespeare because if you look at at his body of work, was he rich? Um, he wasn't necessarily about the money. It was political power. It was already past the money, and it was about. Uh, and and not I'm not even talking about the money. I'm talking more about like uh, genius and and seeing things as they really are. It gets like a, a society in in whatever terms gets to a certain point, and then it it gets it gets solidified, and then it becomes about about those power plays instead of like making more and more and more. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No. I mean. Uh, yeah, There's but it's be a different time frame. I mean, that's gonna step you, in there and say, "Okay, yeah, we made all this money, we have all this money, but now what are we gonna do with it? Let's start. Let's let's start doing something. Let's not just worry about making more. Let's start doing something with." If it. there's one guy who's got all the money, he was never worried about like, "Okay, now that I've got all this money, how can I make this world a better place?" No, he was worried about like, "How can I get all the money?" I didn't say gonna, I didn't say make the world a better. You remember place. Robin I said, Hood? Start doing with it. Uh, Robin Robin Hood, the Disney one with with the seventies yeah, one. Robin yeah. Hood, Little and John, jumping through the forest, something, yeah. scooping up the field mice, popping them on the head. No, no, no. Uh, it was King John, the Lion, right? Who Ooh. who had who had everything, right? Yeah. He had he was like brushing his teeth with emeralds and stuff. And every now and then he would send his sheriff into Nottingham and be like, "Oh, you got a penny?" And he would, "That's a new tax. I need." It. And he would take he, he yep. just everything that he had. You got something? I want that. I don't know. Maybe that's my pessimism. Yeah. No, and I I don't I didn't necessarily mean that 
the they would do something good with it, but they would do something with it, like some crazy scheme that they had. Oh, I'm gonna build an elevator to the moon. Sure. Is that really gonna help people? Like, 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 what's his name with the spruce goose? You know, he would build an elevator to the moon for him and his family to use. Right, right, and that's it. Yeah, fine, sure, I could buy that. So it's not necessarily doing something good for humanity, but. It's, but then again, it might be those crazy ideas that cost a lot of money that that end up, you know, uh, sparking imagination. There's a, a difference though. Like NASA cost a fortune, right? The Apollo projects, and that was that led to a lot of good stuff. But that wasn't like a guy amassing wealth and sitting on it, and being like, "Look at what I have." It was the government saying, "You know what we need to do? We need to advance our sciences." And it was also about competition with the Russians. I'll agree with that. But out of that came. So many technologies, huge technologies that, uh, that, that, you know, I mean, we're still using, we're today. still using today. So that, that's, that's an example of what you can do with, uh, what a good community. you can do with a lot of money. Yeah. Well, as long as you have a uh, society that, that like kind of, you know, gets behind has something it. to say about where that money goes instead sure. of one guy controlling it. But now look what's happening. I mean, NASA is one of those projects where it's like we we don't care anymore. So politicians come and they're like, "We're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. We don't have a space shuttle program anymore. We have got a NASA, but we're like, oh, you know, hopefully somebody in the private sector can build a rocket that we can go up in." And then I mean, like, all you're doing is shifting the well, the X the X factor, the whatever that's called, the X prize. Yeah, no, I'm all for that. That's that's a fantastic idea. But that's I think that's private organizations that have gotten together, donated this money. Because ultimately, a million dollars is a pea in the pot if you can design a rocket ship that can go to the moon. Do well, you, nowadays, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you a... I won't, but I mean, GM or... Well, maybe not GM, but Lockheed Martin will give you a million bucks if you can build a rocket ship in your garage that'll take you to the moon because they'll take that design, make it bigger, and then start charging admission and make... Billions, trillions of dollars. I don't know. That's just my pessimism. I don't, you know, I just, this whole thing has really kind of opened my eyes. This whole Scott Walker, this whole union thing. It's about the power. It's about the money. Haven't I been talking about that? Like this whole, this whole experiment called the fundamental interconnectedness of all things from the day one. Yeah. And you've always been kind of ripping on me about it. I've always been slightly optimistic, but now I'm I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not because I'm I'm I guess I'm witnessing it first Me, firsthand I mean, in my own town, in right? My own, and what in my own job? I've just been like corporations are evil and they're taking. Them. I've never disagreed with that. Well, but you else kind of poked fun at me for, and and that's what this I is all about. Sick about talking to corporations money. and money and follow the money and I mean it's yeah that's it's sad it's it's what. It's it's almost the inevitable conclusion, and it almost feels like that. Like this, this is like democracies. What last couple hundred years, and then they fall. Is that what history has told us? I mean, it feels like you know, we're kind of heading towards the home stretch of our democracy, our American democracy experiment, and uh, we're going to be eating each other and hopefully organizing into a new sort of government relationship. But it's going to be fucking hard, right? Because I'm going to have to be hitting you back with a club so that you're not eating off die. my foot. Yeah. You know? And I, 
I guess I got diabetes. <laughs> I guess I'm Wilford Brimley. I got. I guess when I was I a got ki- the foot stink. Oh, when I was a kid. Blend. Hang on a second. When I was a kid, I envisioned us flying around in jet cars, and my solution in the '80s when I was a kid to all these poor people is, why don't we all just pay them the same amount of money? You know, I mean, that sounds kind of stupid and naive. But I mean, as an adult, I'm kind of almost thinking like, why the fuck not? Why don't we all just make 50,000? Why don't we just let's let's you know, not make more than twenty five thousand dollars a year. Well, it doesn't even if, if everybody makes twenty five thousand dollars a year, then it might as well be a million. It doesn't matter at that point, because if everybody makes the same amount of money, everything's going to cost the same amount of money. So it, no, it just not won't necessarily. Matter. No, not necessarily. If everybody we, makes twenty five thousand dollars a year, there's not going to be anything that costs more than one hundred thousand dollars. Okay, there won't, but so what? Why I am just saying. That, and so if everybody made a million dollars, nothing would cost more than $5 million. Okay, it's, but, just, it's, it's just an arbitrary but if number. But if you wanted to just eat a lot of muffins and, and, and hamburgers, you could go and get them for a dollar a piece. And on your $25,000, that would buy you a lot of cheap muffins and hamburgers. But if you wanted some organic grass-fed beef, you would either have to, like, you would have to pay $20 a pound mm-hmm. or... You could say, you know what? This is worth something to me. I'm going to donate my time, invest my own time, and go out there and volunteer to clean the sheds or feed the cattle or whatever it takes, slaughter them, and and then I will get a discount or I will get some free meat, and maybe I'll like it so much that I will switch my positions to get a job to it. Free meat from slaughtering or from cleaning the- Oh, I see. Yeah. Not just like random meat that you found. No. Ooh, what's that? I'm going to eat that. You aren't you following <laughs> me at all here? I'm sorry. What I'm saying is that <coughs> if you only earn $25,000 a year, you would pick and choose how you wanted to spend your money. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to go out for a $100 dinner once a week and just blow my money like this and that. No, you'd say, all right, we're going to make it a special occasion. We're going to, you know, we're going to make it a big deal. We're going to cook a lot more at home. Uh, if if we okay, and we're not going to buy jet skis and 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 a new pickup truck every year, and we're not going to have uh, ATVs in the garage on a trailer that we're going to drive around in our big, you know, fifteen thousand yeah, dollar truck. But see, this is where I kind of part ways. Is like some. I mean, if you want, if you want that, yes, you can sacrifice a lot of other things to do that. But if you if you don't want that, you're going to have a lot more money to to spend. Maybe on uh, you know buying a, a national park sticker, which would probably maybe cost maybe that maybe those prices instead of like paying twenty five dollars a year for a state park sticker, maybe the price of that would go up to five hundred dollars. Wow. And if would you not pay it? I would pay it. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. How you much? would stop going camping. Well, how much you, does camping cost? If a park sticker is five hundred dollars, how much does camping cost? Maybe the camping would be free then. If you are, maybe how much does it cost if I don't have a sticker? Maybe a hundred dollars. I would no. I wouldn't go camping for a hundred bucks. You would not go camping at all. You would not take your kids in the woods for a weekend and and have that. You know what? I think your ideas would change about it. What costs you five hundred dollars? Going to the Kalahari for two days? No. Well, whatever. A lot of people do pay that much for that. Oh, okay. I wouldn't pay that. Okay. What costs you five hundred dollars then? Like 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 a um, 
Like, a, uh, are you talking about like a trip or like a like a uh, five hundred dollars? What costs five hundred dollars? Well, five thousand dollars. What costs you a thousand dollars? Your TV, your couch. So not you, my couch. My um, okay, your your yeah your uh your your cable bill or whatever, right? Yeah. Or your gas. Your gas probably costs you three thousand dollars a year. You're telling me that you would not. I think you have to think about this a little more because I think you would. And this is this is the change that has to happen. $100 think, to go camping? I no, That's $1000 for the entire year. And That's a then lot of money. and then but then your 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 focus would come more into into your your what what's really important to you would I'd come rather more, buy some land at that point. The what's really important to you co-camping on that land, my own land. What's really important to you would come a lot more in focus. Okay, and instead of like doing a lot of different things and oh, I'm going to spend money on this and I'm in this organ, I'm going to do something. This, uh, you know what? What's really important to me is 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 going camping and and going to visiting all the different absolutely unbelievable campsites that are kept up in this and and experiencing nature in this st- in this beautiful state of ours. There's there's 50 different um, sites and you can go to any one of them. Okay, think, yeah, so it costs $1,000. You know what? You'd realize that it's worth it to you. You really no. would. I think it would. I, I think I, your perspective I, look, would change. I, I think, look. Especially if you only earn $25,000 a year and you really had yeah, to pick Especially if I owned $25,000 a year, I wouldn't be spending $100 a camp. No, thank you. I'm sorry. No, I, I think if you if you want to start saying, like, can you put a price on an experience? I think we just did. <laughs> Because I would not know. I, I, would, I, I think uh, you're thinking of it in terms of see. I and I'm kind of a visionary in this sense. I make more than twenty five thousand dollars right now, you're and I would not pay a hundred dollars for camping. You're thinking of it in terms of of you're you're looking at it from your eyes. I'd pay twenty five, but not a th- not a hundred. You're looking at it from your eyes of of you of you living your life right now. It would be a different system then. It, it pains be, my soul to pay a hundred dollars for a hotel room for God's sake. It would okay, okay, and that's just one night. I know. Okay? And what do you do? It's crappy. I hate it. You sleep in a. If it, you, but a hundred dollars. If you, you're if talking you, about a night of camping for a hundred dollars. Okay, and you know what? A night of camping is so rejuvenative. Yeah, you kind of sleep lousy and la la la. But man, you you have memories of those camping trips that are worth a lot more than $100 and you don't have any memories of those hotel rooms that are worth anything. I guarantee it. Look in your mind. And that's what people have to start realizing. I think the only thing I would remember is that I spent $100 on a campsite. Like, man, we can't eat meat this week. We can't eat that grass-feed meat. Folks, it's been great. It's (laughs) been uh, the fundamental interconnections of all things. Uh, If you you, um, believe in unions... You know, uh, send a letter to Scott Walker uh, because we're going through some serious crap right now, and uh, we need all the support we can get. Get on Facebook. Get keep keep organized. Keep keep the solidarity up. Uh, uh, we're gonna vote these guys out of office, and we're gonna try to keep the keep the uh, the power with the people and not in the corporations. Man, that'd be awesome. Right on. All right, don't piss in your hand. <laughs> <laughs>